Raw, one of my personal favorite fighters, Tevin Farmer. I know you're going to think, oh, man, this guy's saying it. But I love your story. I love the fact that you bounce back from adversity, and I love the way you fight. So I appreciate you being Thank on. you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I feel like a lot of people in boxing just say a bunch of bad stuff. So when people actually congratulate your achievements, I think it matters. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I just had a friend call me the other day out of nowhere. Um. Obviously, I'm going to give him his, uh, his flowers, Jay Leon Love. And he called me. I haven't spoken to Jay Leon Love in a, in a while. He called me out of nowhere, and he was like, I just want to give you your flowers while you're here, bro. He said, man, I love everything you're doing. He said, congratulations. He said, he just basically was said everything. I'm like, he said, that's the only reason why I called you. I'm like, damn, that's thorough because most people, most people don't do that, man. I just remember I knew – I always watched your – thing because i'm a sicko and i watch the club fighters and i'd uh what club shows and the thing but i remember i was at lake Merritt in oakland and andre ward went out of his way to be like i see tevin farmer grabbing and yeah. when a great fighter goes out of his way to say something yeah like all the great fighters know who's really good and it's like i kind of get the same feeling right now with kenny sims jr a lot of people are giving him props but he's not getting his props in that era, it really felt like you couldn't go anywhere and you weren't getting respect. Like you just had the respect of your peers. Yeah, no, that's that, that's true. That's true. I had to earn it. How did you earn it, bro? Uh, just keep 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 fighting, keep winning. Let me let me get to where, where the glare is, is kind of. Hold on. Just just keep winning, man. You keep winning. They had no choice. But, I mean, I, I guess to, to take that to a further statement, boxing's hard for everybody. Media, yeah. boxer, it's like it's the best way to go broke. It's the best way to hate who you are. It's the best way to lose money. And I feel like anybody that's ever lived this can really appreciate a Tevin Farmer. Yeah, yeah. Especially the real boxer fans. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the first thing is we're both now authors. I got a book. I wish I had it, but I don't have a – maybe I have a book in my office. There's a book about – it's about boxing. Isn't that stupid? It's called Inside the Ropes of Boxing. It's for yeah. children. But why Why am I telling you about my book when you just wrote an e-book that's fantastic yeah. that everyone should have? But I have a book, and it's, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the synopsis on my book, and then yeah, you yeah, give me yeah, a little, a little author to author. You know, this is like book club right now. So the synopsis on my book is um, I came in the game with a guy named Herb Stone. He was a okay. man, and he kind of – instilled with me from a writer perspective but a human being perspective like look bro you got to have a good amateur career to some degree because if you yeah. don't that's like the triple a's so if you turn pro without knowing what you are and that why would you do that so what it is is a step-by-step -step basis of professional boxing or if you want to go into professional boxing from needing a cut man from the point of trying to build up to a big fight to the point of investing in yourself just subtle little things that I think a lot of people don't think about. And when they learn it, typically they're done with the sport and they're really bitter and jaded. So it's yeah. just a real quick book. And it's also tight because I put myself on the cover like any great entrepreneur. So it's got me on the front, like two short set. Tevin, sell me on your book now. So basically my book is similar to the same. See, when I came in the game, I thought it was all about boxing. I thought that you just get in the ring and you just fight. Little after... Um, like about after my fourth loss and even my fifth, I realized it wasn't just boxing. It's not just boxing. So in my book, it's basically about just giving all the young fighters the game, the things that I had to learn on the job. 
So like basically, um, for 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 for, for instance recovery like how important recovery is because if, if you ain't got the right recovery recovery then you can't perform how you're supposed to right um the mental preparation how to build your mental how how, how to build mentality how to build when you spar it get, it get hot in there how to get through those things right then i got like um how to build conditioning like what type of exercises and workouts you can do to build conditioning um what else i got in there um i got mentors a section called mentors and um what is it mentors and role models basically putting it in like you like it's better to have a mentor to to basically get you through the things that they that you ain't got to go through the things they they went through basically right um what else what other sections i got in there it's just it's so it's so it's so much game in that book that i think every young fighter should have especially the um people that want to start boxing or people that's already already into the game, but that's new. I think they should have it. They all should have it. Well, I love this because what I love about it and what I, why I, um, I wrote my book, not that it matters, was uh, I just want the young people to do better than me. And yeah. I love when any any person who's contributed anything is given back to young people because there's yeah. so many adversities. And let's be honest, there's a lot of people lying to these children, saying they're big, tough guy, and they're just real scared of their own shadow. Yeah, that's well, true. The fact that you're giving out, like, look, this is the real thing. It might not be what you want to hear, but this is what you got to hear. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So the book is awesome. I think every young fighter should have it. Um, avoid going through the things that I had to go through to get to where I'm at. Um, that's the, the, the way I should put it. Right, and if you know my story, my, I got a little bit of my story in there as well. Um, and you don't want to make those same mistakes from cutting weight, right, and all that stuff. It's just, it's bad. Well, I'll send you my book when we're done. If you send me your email, I'll just send you. Okay, mine. I'll buy your book because I just want to support I, you. I appreciate you, bro. Well, I mean, it's, it's look, we're all sickos, bro. We're sitting yeah. on a telephone talking boxing. Like, if someone's this dedicated to jump on mine, whatever I'm doing with my life thing. Guess what? I can probably spend however much you want for this because I love the sport of boxing. Yeah. And I put so much into it. I can't really do anything else. What am I going to do? Go to the post office, work there. Like, it's like everything that I know is boxing. Yeah. So no, fact. It so is. Yeah. I relate to it. It's like once you find someone that's given their whole life to boxing, it's, it doesn't matter what they look like. The stories are the same and the, the characteristics are the same. So I'm I have no issue ever spending money with someone who might not have gone down the same journey as me, but has invested just like how I invested. Yeah, nah, 100%, man. I appreciate that, man. Um, I, I, I'm i going to do a few more books as well. To Basically, the, my next book is going to probably be about some other things, but boxing-related. Definitely going to keep it into the box. I think people, because there's no really no mentors or role models for the sport of boxing. Not, you got basketball people, right? Who protecting the basketball people? The agents, right? And Nobody's protecting fighters. Well, now let me get into one of my chapters in my book is like picking a manager, right? And everyone's like, oh, this is the best manager. There is no best manager. They, everybody take advantage of you. But I mean, I think it's beyond taking advantage. It's how do you communicate with someone? Yeah. So you can be well, taken yeah. advantage of by any person if you don't know how to communicate with that person. Yeah. I think the best manager for most people is someone that you could go, hey, man, I got an upset stomach and I'm calling you just because we have this type of relationship. I want to call you to tell you I got an upset stomach. If you're scared to call your manager about anything, that's the wrong manager. No, that's true. <laughs> you know, what man, I mean? yeah. I, I, just to sum it up because I talk too much is 
to me, the manager's job is they're the first line of defense from the fighter. You're supposed to be uh, an angel almost. You're 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 a fighter. The yeah. manager is supposed to be the bad guy that protects you from all the the, the money associations, all of that. And if they're not protecting you, what the freak is going on here? If they're not your line of defense. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> That's true. It'd be a terrible ESPN show, Tevin, because we uh, have no back and forth. You know, if we just agree, you know, we wouldn't. You know how Stephen A. and all those guys yell at each other. We'd be terrible at that. Oh man, they be they be going crazy. They they go crazy. I think they be they be they be. But it's, it's entertainment though. It's entertainment. I love it, bro. But I mean, how, what do you feel about managers? Because I feel like you've had your situations with that. But with what I said and your lived experience as a fighter, what is your view on management? Well, I think I think every fighter eventually will need a manager. I think um advisor or manager, however you want to put them. Um, but it's not easy finding a good one. Like you said, the the key thing is finding a good manager. And what do you what do you look for in a good manager? How do you know they're a good manager? If you don't even if you never had a manager, how do you even know? That's the scary part for young fighters, I think. But I think everybody needs somebody to protect them from themselves. Or lack of knowledge and not knowing, especially from promoters, they savages. Well, I, I, not I mean, all, not all, but majority. But I mean, I think it, it's I like when you deal with capitalism and business. Yeah, you're, it's cutthroat. Like this yeah. is not humanitarian, like humanitarian business. So I think when you get into business and you deal with real money, yeah, that's when you start. Like you got to have some people that are professional. Right. If you don't, there every weakness is gonna be exploited. hundred percent. I agree. I agree. So that's why that's why you need a manager. I feel like a manager is good. A good manager is very, very important to the uh, to the fighters. Let me ask you this, Tevin. I feel like boxing's more political than it is a business. How would you feel about that statement? Both. <laughs> I think it's fifty I think it's even. I think it's fifty fifty. I think it's a business, and I also think it's political. Well, for the listener listening that's just a fan of yours, can you expand on that point so then they can understand a little more? Um, it's political because they, they the people already know who they want to become stars, right? And they make those people stars. Um, if they think your guy, if they think your guy, if they think they guy can't beat you, they won't put him in, in the ring with you. They, they they avoid you. Even if you're the best in the world, even if you're two of the best, they will avoid you, avoid you, avoid you. And that's why it's political. Because no, no. Do you see any big fights really being made? Like recently, now they start to be made. They start to get made now. But like throughout the history of boxing, not the not back in the day, this new era, no is is really no big fights get made. And why? Because everybody's protecting their prize fighter. And that's the business part, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to lose your asset. Yeah. Is 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 deeper than is deeper is deeper than what the fans think. It's way deeper than that. I remember I was talking to my mom like a couple of years ago, explaining to her boxing, and she's like, "That's just cutthroat. It's just numbers." And I'm like, yeah. "Well, that's basically what boxing is is instead of human lives, they're just looked at as like financial gains and revenues, and you just can't lose that financial stream until someone replaces that, and that's the." Ugly side of the business. No, hundred percent. That's true, and that's what. That's why. That's why no big fights really get made because boxing is like not one organization like basketball, or football. It's like a bunch of organizations. And if you got a guy over here that's making so much money on for you, why would you risk putting him there with somebody else for now? 
the other organization dethroned this organization now, they shit out of luck. If boxing was one big organization, I think the money and the fights will be insane. I just, my fear with that is what's our, our standard, right? Is the UFC. What's the problem with the UFC? The fighters don't really get good pay. Well, so that's, that, well that's the only thing. For the, the fighters will benefit from it. And for me, it's like, I do want to benefit as a fan, but I also don't want you to put your whole life on the line and not yeah. be able to, like live the rest of your life with some comforts for enduring a lot of stuff during the prime of your fight career. Right, because when you when you if it's one big company, you won't have no 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 negotiation. Um, you won't better negotiate nothing. I mean that exactly. You're 100 percent right. Like you go to the UFC and it's like okay, you're gonna go to this other organization. Who's gonna watch you? Because if you tell people, oh, I'm an MMA fighter, they're gonna go, what's that? Oh, it's like the UFC, but it's not the UFC. Yeah, it's deep. It's it's. it's I don't think fans will understand even by just talking. I think they have to actually be in it. Yeah, but you know what? We understand it. So yeah. that makes me feel okay. And I like just bonding with you as a human being because it's like these are the things I grapple with sometimes yeah. when I go to fights. It's like I look at guys being brought into fights and it's like they'll be like, okay, here's this and this. And you look at the entourage and you can kind of judge the body language if someone's like, am I being brought here to lose? Am right. I mentally able to fight through that. Like I look at fighters all the time and they're they've lost through their body language and demeanor on a stage. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. You definitely can tell if a fighter is an opponent or is he's the A-side, just by the body language and everything about him. So how did you fight through that? Um, Because I never was an opponent. I mean, I was never, at least in my mind, I wasn't. I ain't give a damn who I was fighting. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to win. And that's how I shocked the world every time. And I just kept winning because I knew how good I was. I just didn't understand the rest of the sport, like what's in my book. I didn't understand the nutrition, the recovery, the hydration. I never understood none of that. I just thought I was getting there fighting. So I was winning fights, but I was actually losing because of I ain't, I was like, I was gassing out or, but this, this was when I first started. I started boxing at 19. So before I took my loss for my last head of defense, um, my my last loss was 2020. No, I'm sorry, 2020, 2012. Before the JoJo loss. Yeah, my, it was 2012. That's that's when my whole career turned around. Was that's that when, Pedraza? Huh? Was that Jose Pedraza too? Yep. Yep. So like that talk us through that because that's like a, a three division, two division world champion, and you fought him really early, and then you go on this run. Yeah, because I was I, I was learning on the job. That was probably like my second, third year boxer at that time. Ever with 16 amateur fights. So I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going in there fighting. And I was actually beating them for the first two rounds, not gassed out. But I didn't understand like how to even build condition. I ain't even had a mental capacity to push through tiredness and all. I didn't, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was I was like, what, what year was that? 20. I was 22. That was Broadway boxing, right? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I was 22. But I, but I did. You gotta remember, I ain't had an amateur career like all, the, like all the young fighters now. I ain't had no amateur career. I just was fighting, just to be fighting. And he was an Olympian. Yeah, Puerto Rican Olympian. He's good yeah. fighter, bro. If you look at the first two rounds of that fight, watch it. I was beating him, and then I just got gassed out. So I knew I had the, the skills and the talent. I just needed to re regroup. And after that loss, I learned a lot. Not if not in the not in the ring, but outside of the ring. 
and I just got better, and I just, yeah. So, forgive me if this is boring, and you've said this on bigger outlets than mine, but I don't know this, so I'd like to know this. Why did you even turn pro? Like, what was the spark? Like, because most people with 16 amateur fights that have been boxing for a year or two never even think about turning pro. So I guess I have to ask you why. Because I didn't know better. I have even I, I didn't even watch boxing before then. I just wanted to box. <laughs> I ain't I ain't know better. I just did it. I just did it. So you're just like F it. Like I'm tired of doing these stupid amateur fights that last like No, for- I thought I was ready, but Okay. No- I thought I was ready, but nobody around me understood the game, so they didn't even know to be able to tell me, listen, this, this, third. I would just – I learned everything on your job. So you didn't even know the checkpoints. You're no, like, hell okay, no. I think, I'm, I, I think I'm good. I'm beating up the, like, guys around me or I'm – Exactly. I ain't do no checkpoints. I ain't do no – I just thought – I just like I said, I just thought it was hitting there and fighting. That's it. But obviously it was. I learned the hard way. So you literally but, went to school hard knocks. And my losses, I, I, it, my losses wasn't like bad. I was beat. My first loss, I was beating this guy. He was the, I was beating the guy. I think he was with Golden Boy or something like that. I don't know at the time. And I was beating this dude bad. I got to the corner. He threw like four punches and they stopped it. It was the last round. I guess they wanted him to win so bad. That's, but I didn't know about politics at the time. So it was like the final sequence of punches, and then they just kind of did one of those where you're they're throwing flurries, and the ref just walks in. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, bro, a hundred percent. But at this time, I didn't know about politics. I didn't know what the hell was going on. How did you take that? Like- <laughs> Sorry, happened to my nose. All right, there we go. We're working. Well, yeah, I didn't know nothing about none of that stuff. How did you take that loss? Because I imagine, you, like, if you didn't know any better, you would have thought you're unbeatable and, like, you're the best ever. And then all of a sudden you lose this fight and it's kind of a weird stoppage. Like, how do you make sense of that? I, I ain't going to lie. I don't even remember Barbados, but I just kept fighting. I kept going. I knew it wasn't the end of it. I'm like, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. I just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And eventually I got that break. I just the fight I remember of you vividly, like it was yesterday, was you fought Ivan Redcatch. Oh, and that was like your breakout moment. And I remember thinking, like, Tevin's gonna win this, but this is a big people weren't giving you credit, in my opinion, because you moved up a weight class you shouldn't have ever been in. Yeah, just to take advantage of that opportunity. And I thought you'd win, but the way you won in that fight, yeah, I smoked him bad. Like, he he was in the prime at the time. It was impressive, bro, because that was a big guy, and he didn't hit you. And he was, and he was, and he was at the top. He was in his prom. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I'm just giving you the. I'm giving you the legend treatment where I'm just letting you. Yeah. Know. He was in. His, he was in his prom at the time, and I. I don't think I got credit for that fight. Well, you got credit for me, bro. You got credit yeah. for me because I remember watching it. I, I actually. I don't know if I got a sparkling water or something, but I made sure I was sitting in my bedroom at a chair watching that fight because it was like an all-day card. I want to say it was like Pauli Malinagri. Yeah, Pauli Malinagri. And uh, there was like a lot of fights, but I was like, I really want to see Tevin because I'd been following this journey. And it's like Red Catch, I want to say, was undefeated. 
uh, in theory, maybe he was even the favorite. And then I'm like, Tevin's moving up in weight, but he always was so impressive to me with the way that you had angles and you had elements of sweet pea. Though I don't yeah. want to throw that on you because that's a heavy label to own because that's a hall. Of I mean, fame. it's really. I mean, it, it ain't really that heavy because it, it's a heavy label to own. But like, I, I carry it very well because I just what I what I do in the ring is just crazy. And another another fun fact, right? All my mostly all my fights, um, after Ray cats like especially my world title fight, I've been fighting dehydrated. I just learned about the weight cut in 2020 after the JoJo fight. <laughs> So basically, you fought none of your fights healthy. No, basically, but I didn't know. Well, this speaks to another point that I I've been saying for years. People turn pro, and then there's no training or anything on like turning pro or rehydration. Uh, so like, well, go go train with your dad, or go figure out your guy from the local gym, and then just make one thirty. And however you get there, you get there. If you look at all my interviews, look at my eyes. It was sinking in. I was slurring my words. But I didn't understand how to be weight. And I didn't know until I went to the hospital. And I talked to a couple specialists. And they was basically telling me I was operating at 30%. Who was the toughest guy you ever fought? I, can I be honest with you? Yeah. Every fight I lost, I lost myself or just not experience. I'll be honest with you. I, I, didn't, I have yet stepped in there. Even Jojo fight. That was a close fight, and I was dehydrated. I was fucked up that fight. And anybody watching the fight can see it. How was the fight that close? Oh my worst night, fucked up. How was the fight ever that close? I don't know, right? <laughs> I ain't, the second round in my head. I was at night. Say, I'm sorry. After the fight, I didn't understand how I made it out of the second round because I was I was completely done. I was done after the second round. No, after the first round. Going to the second, I was completely done. I was done. I'm like, I don't know how, but my, my mental, my willpower, everything else kept me into the game, into the fight. But when the fight was over, I'm like, how the hell did he let me last this long? So, yeah. What's your answer to that? If I were to ask you the question about that fight, what do you think the answer is? Why did he let you last that long? I mean, because he 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 have a choice. He couldn't do nothing else. It's not even why he led. It's like why you didn't take advantage of me that day, like for real. Because the fight was close. The fight was close. I'm gonna ask you um, a couple of perspective because I know you got this high IQ. One thing before I ask that is, are you gonna ever make a return to the ring? Yeah, I'm fighting. I'm, I'm trying to fight. I was supposed to fight Billy. I say Billy did. God bless him. Fight Mickey Bay. Pay a few times and, and, and it, it it was all fucked up. But I'll return. Um, even if I got to do my own show or get on a smaller car just to get back in the ring, I will return no later than July. And you're gonna be a lightweight now. That's where I want to campaign that. Um, but it's a lot of politics at lightweight right now, so I'm not sure. Um, I weighed myself the other day. I was only 147, so I know I can still make 30, especially with the proper um weight cut. But I'm not sure. I I, I really strongly want to, go, want to go to 35, but we're going to see. Let's get some uh, TMZ headlines going. Um, like, what are your thoughts on kind of some of these lightweights? So I'm gonna, I saw you on Supreme Boxing. You had some opinions for Ryan Garcia's coaching selection. When you look at Ryan, what do you think, judging from your knowledge of your new book, what should he add to his game or work on at this point? 
Uh, two things: defense and um and fundamentals. Defense and fundamentals. That's that's what I think. I think um in the beginning, uh, he came out the first round strong, but he's young. You you can tell the age difference in the maturity level when in the, when they got in the ring. David stayed real calm, collective, chill. Ryan was just all over the place. Um, but he needs he needs some fundamentals and some defense for sure. Yeah, to me, I was shocked at his um his inability to stay to a game plan. Like he won that first round and then it just looked like he got bored. Yeah, nah, I think so. But that that, that come with experience. That come with yeah, come with experience. Come with age too. He's twenty four. That's that's very true. I think I'm up there enough where I forget what it was like to think of yeah. myself as invincible. Yeah, twenty four. So, but I mean, they thought they was ready, and I don't actually think I actually think he beat himself. He beat himself that fight. He could have. He could have. He could have done way better. Um, easier said than done, right? But you could tell David's maturity level was just too much for him. I felt like he skipped a couple of levels. He skipped a real good contender fight, and he skipped like a vulnerable world champion to get into this position. It kind of cost him. He, I, when you say that, from worst perspective, skill wise or what? I think experience. It's not I, like the skill. I, I can agree with you. I can agree with you. If, if you say if you if you say from a, like a, like an experience versus like an experience. Slash mental side, I think he skipped some levels. Skill exactly. skill wise, I don't think he skipped any level. I think he, I think the fight was it, it, Davis didn't blow him out with the skills. Davis beat him because because Davis is more more mature, his mental is just different. Like that's that's why Davis beat him. They both got skills. You know what I'm saying? Um, Davis obviously got a better trainer, <laughs> so all that makes makes a difference. Yeah, I just like what I'm saying is I just feel like when you have a fighter, you got to get used to being on those stages and you got to get used with the right people, with tough fighters, with tough fights. And he just didn't have enough of those fights that made him question who he is as a man, who he is as a person. And then when you get in there with a Davis, look, you can think whatever he is, he hits hard and he knows what he's doing and you got to really be on point. I agree. I 100%. I can't disagree. I agree with you, man. And um, I don't think Ryan ever been there mentally. Everybody ran Ryan for it. He had a good. He had a good. He got a good life coming up. I'm assuming. Everybody he fought. He's supposed to win, and he, he and he never been in that predicament to where though he had to put on his balls and go get it. Except for the time he got knocked down, he he showed that. But obviously, Luke Campbell ain't hitting like um, David. So, but let's let's keep it real because I keep it real. Um, the big, big, big thing I look at. He's always had physical advantages and gifts over his opponents. He's always been faster or stronger for the most part. Yeah. Davis was one of the first guys that matched him with speed and power. Uh, it would have been really nice to have a guy that maybe was a little past his prime who offered some of those lessons just yeah. to see how you handle it before you yeah. get into this fight. I agree. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I, I would like to see him fight somebody like uh... – Who's a good fight for him? I don't even be watching. Mercedito Hesta is like one that comes to mind. Mercedito Hesta. Mercedito Hesta. He just beat Jojo Diaz. I've never even heard of him. That's crazy. He's a solid Filipino fighter. Like he's yeah. just a guy that's been around. I mean, if I'm 
spitballing names. There's always a lightweight in the UK that you can bring over. And yeah, but is I mean, is, but is that is that the next level under? Well, I mean, that's probably like that same level as Luke Campbell. Like, I'm trying. Let me think. Let me really, really think to give you the real Tevin Farmer to right. honor. Oh, your I know exactly what you're trying to say, but I can't. I can't imagine. I can't think of no fighters uh, right now that. I mean, a fight I would like to see is Giovanni Cabrera versus Ryan Garcia, but I think Giovanni, southpaw, tricky guy, he's fought 11 undefeated fighters, I believe, and beat him. Twice. I think he's too much. Giovanni, is he like light-skinned or something? I think he's Italian-Mexican. I, 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 I don't watch boxing anymore, so I got to check him out. I got to see. I'm also a boxing nerd, so it's yeah. like if you don't watch boxing a lot and I'm going to the deepest – crevices of boxing it possibly can get weird at times yeah I'm watching all the club fights and you're and watching there's no disrespect to these people they just got to work a little harder you know to get a name out there because i'll see you i might have seen i, I might have seen it before but I, I don't know the name or the face so it's also not your job to know all these fighters it's your job yeah. to fight them so it's like for me it's my job is to literally be informed and yeah. give opinions on these fighters and you just have to be able to fight them speaking of your opinion in the lightweight division right now, who's the most formidable guy in your mindset? Who should be? Well, I mean, who who offers the hardest challenge for all these fighters based on the skill set? Shakur Stevenson. And why is that? Uh, I think Shakur Stevenson. I think all of them. I think Devin Haney, Shakur. I think um, Davis. I think I think Loma. I think all of dudes though. They all like you can't take credit away from them dudes. Them dudes they can fight. Like I can fight my ass off. In reality, anybody could bigger about my, my losses, but my four losses came when I ain't no shit about boxing. So they don't even fucking matter, right? So from 2012 to 2020, I'm undefeated. I haven't lost. I beat everybody in front of me. until JoJo when I was a fucking dehydrated and that fight was even. And I'm only, I, I, I just turned 32. So I'm still in my prime. I'm actually probably feel like I'm, I'm in, my, in my prime right now, right? So with that being said, I think that even when I come to the division, the division is that. It got... All, come on, you got Davis, you got Haney, you got, you got, uh, uh, I mean, you got guys like still, Frank still Martin, got, William Zapata, you got Devin Haney, you got it, it, it's that, but I still, I, I think it's guys that's next level, though. I think that it's guys like Haney, Loma, Davis. Haney, Loma, Haney, Loma, Shakur, Devin, and, and when I get there, me. Um, guys like that. Then you got the guys like who you say, Keyshawn Davis. I don't, Frank I, Martin. I want, I want to put them in the same level as these guys that I'm saying right now, right? They're like the tier right below. Skill wise, I would say yes, they got the skills, they got the skills. Them dudes got the skills. Everybody, damn, Keyshawn, he got the skill, but at that next level. It's like I said, it's deeper than just fighting. It's like it's is wholeheartedly deeper than just fighting, bro. It's more to it. And that's why like when you're young, I think young fighters should just really enjoy being young and focus on building, building, building. Because when you get there, it's about staying there. It's not about getting there and losing. Anybody can win it win a world title, but can you keep it? How long? But like I, I think that they yeah, but like you said, you gotta keep Sean and all them dudes coming up, them motherfuckers can fight. All them dudes can fight. It's, it's 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 getting it's the, 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 that that division is, is really really scary, man. For people, if you can't fight, you better watch out. 
Well, and, and then you go up the next division, 140 is just as scary, bro. Cool. Oh, I mean, you got everybody, bro. You got Regis, got Teofimo, Jack Catterall. You got Gary Antoine Russell. You got you got a slew of guys. But, yeah. I mean, that's every division. If you look at the top five in any pro boxing division. But the thing is, they all able to fight each other, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like, there's only a couple of divisions to me that are kind of weak. It's obviously, to me, the always the weakest is the light heavyweight division. It's like two guys, and then when you look at the 10th guy, you're like, oh, my God, if they were in another division, this would be the 30th guy. Yeah. But, I mean, most divisions from lightweight up to welterweight, it's going to be pretty crowded when you get to the best guys in the world. Yeah, well, good luck to all these motherfuckers with Temple Foreman step back because that that boy that boy not had a big weight properly there. So it's what the be- fight you'd like? I know you had history with Tank back in the day. They I saw your meme with him where they 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 showed Bernard Hopkins touch him and then you touched him or somebody touched him and they're like, look at what happens when you t- touch Tank and it was you facing off at MGM. Oh, but um, what, what was the question? I was basically just saying a whole lot of nothing to say when you get back to winning in the lightweight division, who the freak are you looking at? Maybe. At the point, at- with my with my veteranness in the game, um, it's like whoever's available, right? And whatever whoever's available, whoever makes sense. Because like you can say who you want, this shit don't happen that way. You know what I'm saying? It don't happen that way. So I'm just I'm just patiently getting my way back into the ring, build myself back up a little bit, and then we go on. Because like I understand, I've been off for what three years. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put some respect back on my name. So I, I gotta, I gotta go through my phases to get like two fights. That's it. That's all it's gonna take. And that's not for me to get in a ring wrestle. I, I jump into a big fight tomorrow. But these guys been grinding their ass off for all these years to get where they at. And even though I was a former champion, I don't feel like I just want to come in and just be like, oh, I'm gonna fight. I want, I want to earn my shit. So I'm gonna get back in there. I'm gonna fight, and then I'm gonna fucking go for the top guys like i've been trying to do when i was at 130 and i had the belt that's it the fight i've always wanted to see with you in the past couple years was jorge linares i don't think it's gonna happen but i always wanted to see it because like you guys have like this kind of similar career to a degree but you're like different styles but it's like linares came back from like three early losses in his career to become a long reigning world champion yeah and i just wanted to see the visual of you two like in the ring, but I just don't think it's gonna. That'd be, that'd be crazy. I, he reti- I thought it'd be a good fight, bro. He retired. I don't know if he did, but he lost two fights in Russia after losing to Devin. So when you lose two fights in Russia, I feel like that's pretty close to being retired. Yeah, because the competition over there ain't ain't like here. Yeah, it's not. It's not hitting. That's like you know how there's like gas, like Chevron gas. They got AMPM in Russia. It's like it's just a little. It's like half gas. No, how is that? <laughs> it won't happen because I get back. You already know what's, what's going to happen. Do dude, dudes hate fucking? Eh. What makes you? I'm gonna let you get going in a second. But what makes you the great fighter that you are, Tevin? What made? What makes you and has made you that fighter? Um, my IQ in the ring, my ability to know what punches you're gonna throw before you throw them. I can literally, I know. Just based off how what punch they throw, I know what's gonna come next. I don't know how the fuck I do it, but I do it. <laughs> but I also got a defensive tutorial coming out. A defensive tutorial coming out. I got a question for you. So, like, I remember when I was in the gym, there was a guy that I hated sparring with. I'm and, he, 
he would always do this thing after sparring where he'd be like, when you're going to throw this, I knew that you could only throw this punch or this punch. So if I step over here, that and I was like, God, I hate being in the yeah, ring. It's, it's like, all right, I'm going to throw an uppercut hook. I'm going to throw a left hand hook. I'm going to throw a right hand hook. I'm going to throw a jab. Like, it's just so, but you got to be able to think, like, mm, mm, mm. your mind got to just go. Like, it's so simple. I mean, like, but like, I, for me, whenever I was in there, like, I can do the thing, but like, the idea of, slowing things down and being like okay i'm in this position only five punches can come at me and people like this or the the habits of this fighter are this and this to me it's like a different world when someone's able to anticipate that at the professional speed well do you know if a lot of fighters don't know this but if you, if you just move your head you'll you'll get you'll you'll slip a lot of punches if you just move your fucking head I think the Mexican fighters have struggled with that philosophy, some of them. They move their head? I don't think so. No, not a lot of them historically. If you just move your head, you 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 will get way farther than what you think. But I got a tutorial coming up, man. It's going to be crazy. Well, I think that it's really cool that you're branching off into entrepreneurial things. And I think your story is Honestly, one of the most inspiring of the last 20, 30 years because you've literally come from the you need to do a movie on me. Well, I mean, that's up to you, bro. You need you need to I mean, I agree, but you also gotta kinda, you know, pitch that to Hollywood or find the right person and then you know who would play you in a movie? Let's do that question. No, no, you don't get to do that. We don't get to do a question where you get to be like, I'm the cool guy, and I'm nope, they're no. not casting you. So we gotta figure out who it is. Tarrant. Who is the guy from Hustle and Flow? He's a little too old, but he could maybe be like a coach or a hype man. You will see they want to do a movie about me. It's Kevin Forbes' story. But who would play you, bro? If Um, someone played me, I'd get Kevin Costner. Maybe some kid that looked like me. (laughs) Okay, so you'd go back to the neighborhood and find, like, give give an aspiring actor an opportunity, like, find a young talent. I mean, it it depends what movie will be rated at. If it's rated... Five star, you got to be a, a real actor, right? I mean, but maybe, maybe you could be like one of these Oscar films where, like, you find the hidden gem. You know, that would be like the most Tevin Farmer. Like, you give the next Tevin Farmer of acting the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, you could do that too. You know, like that would be like the award-winning movie. Like, you you find the Robert De Niro of the next generation, and then he like has to do the weight cut following your full oh, procedure. God. That'd be crazy. I would love that. But, like, I feel like if you did that, you'd have to put the guy through some tests. Like, he has to spar a few times. Like, he can't play you in a movie and get beat up all the time. So, like, he has to pass some checkpoints, you know? He can't, you know, like, can't go to a store and be a nerd. Like, if there are certain places you went to, he has to fit in a bit, you know? I feel like if someone was playing me, they, like, yeah. Or a documentary, one or the other. Oh, I I feel like a document. Do you have old footage of yourself, like, from the whole journey? No, fuck no. That's why. That's why I never even tried to put out a documentary. Man, that would be so cool to see the mini DV footage of you. Like, yeah, I probably, I probably, I probably put a post out. People probably got some footage of me somewhere. I mean, I just, I just think the idea, like most people don't, like I get it, but like it's hard to convey the idea of being in a boxing gym for one to two years and just being like, f it. I'm going to become pro boxer. 
Like to me, that just shows me that you have balls unlike most people. Like you are more willing to go into something all in than the average person will ever go in their life. Yeah, I was all in, bro. I was all in. It paid off. Um, I'm I'm becoming a two-time world champion. Maybe three. How many weight? Uh, I I will, I'm definitely gonna go to forty. If you're a three division world champion, does that make you a Hall of Famer, bro? Um, it depends how many defenses you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it also depends on who's voting. But it, to me, it's like or who. It's, you it depends on if you, if you kept the belt, if you lost the belt. It depends because anybody can go be a three time if they get the right fights. But if you don't make those defenses, it's like you're a three time world champion. Those defenses. I mean, I'm saying the Tevin Farmer story is you don't really get to have good fights. Like you oh, take maybe, on, yeah, yeah, if like I, if you like if you become a three division world champion, I'm Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, I mean, you're kind of doing this Bernard Hopkins thing. You had to, didn't you have to fight the mandatories? Like your fights were literally whoever you could get from the mandatories. Like my yeah. man Bernard. Yeah, of fact, but I try to make the big fights happen too. But, but well, that's yeah. like Bernard. Bernard was trying to get all the big fights. And everyone's like, yeah, uh, we have TV deals. We don't want to fight you. And then he had to fight on CBS Afternoon Boxing. Yeah, it sucks. But, hey, listen, I'll be back. We're only going to see what happens next with Tepper Farmer. Um, God's willing, everything go great. But I'm definitely getting back in the ring. I don't care about, yeah, by July. Well, we're going to support you. Well, I got to get, before I get you out of here, I know that you've had some big baller cars, bro. What's the Tevin Farmer update of your car right now? I don't even, I don't even focus on that stuff no more. It's too much. Uh, I got older. Okay. Because I, that was like one of my things where I was like, damn, Tevin's doing real good. I still got my Corvette. Um, I still got, I got the one that the top drop off automatically. I still got my Range Rover. My girl got her, uh, AMG GLE, um, Benz. I, I get, and I got my, uh, I got my um my Dodge pickup. Like I don't really. I'm, you're not trying to push the materialistic. You're trying to push yeah. the spirituality and put people on the right path. That's yeah, not like I mean, life. at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm a little older, so I, I I'm glad I understood that early. Hold on, I'm glad I understood that early. Um, you got to really uh. You got to really, like, watch how you spend your money. Yeah, well, I got to ask you a car question, though. Range Rover, the best car? Because I remember a guy that I worked with or worked for, I guess would be the right words. He had a a Rolls Royce, but every day he drove the Range Rover, which told me the Range Rover might be the best car ever. Um, It depends who you're talking to. Well, I'm talking to a farmer. I don't really, I don't really, I'm not a car guy. But an everyday car, I wouldn't drive. I, even if the even if the Range Rover was better or the Rolls Royce was better, a, a Rolls Royce is not an everyday car. It's just not an everyday car you drive. But everybody I do love Range Rovers. I never liked it until I got one. I got the autobiography, and I love it. But I'm not a car guy, so it's like I don't really care for cars stuff like that. You know who almost got me into cars was there was a training camp. And I want to say, like a lot of things in life, Julian Williams is a major influence in my life. And he was fighting a fight. And I remember he'd look at cars and he'd have me wanting to look at cars. I was like, damn, Julian, that's my guy. game up. Julian, that's, Julian's man. Yeah, that's my guy, man. That's my and guy. 
Another guy that can't – all you guys are like the people that I love the most in boxing. Guys that the world doubts and you never doubt yourself. And those are the people I'm most drawn to in boxing. And I always feel like spiritually you guys are so enriching. Like what you, what you Julian, and a lot of these other fighters have done by showing adversity when I'm dealing with a family tragedy, I go back and look at what you overcame in the ring and it yeah. matters to me. It gives me inspiration. So it's like, don't, don't, um, don't ever think anything you did wasn't very much because it was a lot to me and it's a lot to a lot of other people. It matters, bro. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. That's why I keep going for people like you. That's right. You listeners. So next time you say something wrong, I'm co-signed by Tevin Farmer for that one second. <laughs> Right, right. One second. That's my book review. For one second, Tevin Farmer co-signed me. A world champion co-signed me. Yeah, man. Gotta, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? gotta do it for the peoples. Gotta do it for the people. But no, I think that's true. Because book. Make sure everybody go get my book. Where, where can people buy the book? Just tell them uh, right. The, the, the link in my bio is Tevin Farmer 22. Uh, I'm sorry. My Instagram is Tevin Farmer 22. Click the link in the bio and you can buy the book. And hit, if you can't buy the book, if you listen to this and you're struggling financially, reach out to me and, hey, man, maybe I'll purchase you a book. So, you know, we're throwing we're doing a quote unquote promotion. So if, you, if you're struggling, if the because, look, I've been there. Yeah, I know it sounds, but I know what it's like where it's like things are real. I remember, look, it's going to sound like a privileged perspective, but I remember only having like a thousand dollars and life was like more expensive than a thousand dollars. And that puts a lot of strain that my life doesn't have anymore, yeah. not having that situation. So I don't want someone to not get this information, but be a boxer. Yeah, they so, need information. This is information they need. It's not like a, it's not information that like, it's like, ah, this is a must. If you want to inspire, if you aspire to be a boxer, or if you're already a fighter, you want to become elite, these are steps you have to take. These are things you got to do. So good luck to everybody. Um, God bless y'all. Um. 7422, link in the bio, get the book, and it's going to change your life. I already got trainers already hit me up like, yo, this is a good read. Okay, well, I guess before I get you out too, how was the editing process? Because for my book, my girlfriend was my editor, and that was like a long, strenuous process. I kind of waited yeah. it out six That's days. the longest part. That's the longest part, the editor. Because the information is in here. The editor part is the is the... <laughs> you understand well i mean the worst part for me was um personally was i saw like let's say there's something that i really liked i'm like man i got this i'm doing my thing and then she's like that's terrible oh man i'm like wait 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 that's wait this is a gem this is og bobby warren this is a guy that i looked up to i'm, I'm passing on tradition yeah, that just isn't working right here. We maybe we could put it somewhere else. Did you get any of those? Um, I got a few book cover changes. <laughs> like that looks sloppy, though. Know? That looked too much. Do this. I'm like, oh, I love this one. That was I think that was the hardest part about doing a book is like you really put a lot of your heart and soul into it. Yeah. And you're a little too vulnerable before it's published like now you could go and read it and be like ah that's the worst thing ever i'm not emotional about it but when you're it's almost a, what i'd assume striving to be a world champion is like 
where you're reaching for the mountaintop and until you accomplish it, until you finish the book, you're kind of really sensitive without knowing you're sensitive about no, it. When I put it out, when I put it out, I was so happy. Well, it's I like a happy. burden off your shoulders, right? You're yeah, like, okay, was, now it's done. I was happy as hell when I put that book out. Oh my gosh. I was happy as hell. Uh, but yeah, so entrepreneurship is very important while you're in the sport. Don't just depend on boxing. There you go. Support your own. Support all these businesses. Yeah. And appreciate people while you're here, guys. Like, appreciate people that don't be too cool to say, hey, man, I appreciate what you did in the ring. Try to be an honest human being and, like, be up with people. Because I think that a lot of times, especially with me, I think I've lost a lot of people in my life. Be like, oh, I wish I had said this. Don't be the I wish I had said it. Right. See a right. farmer, tell him, hey, man, you had some great fights. I respect you. Just yeah. say Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. I, I, I love everybody. I love the fans. I love the supporters. And uh, I'm going to keep grinding and keep showing y'all that there's a way. Because when I come back the second time, it's going to be ridiculous. They're going to be like, how you keep doing it? I'm going to be like, because it's me. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see it. Um, Tevin, I appreciate you being such a gentleman. And gentleman. Thanks. I, I told you I got you. Uh, yesterday, I, I, I got caught.